Welcome back to Biff, a podcast about superhero TV shows, movies, and bread. My name is Dan Morin, and I am joined by my co-hosts. John Maltz is here. Hi, John. I'm here to pitch to you the Biff Cinematic Universe. Oh, I am interested. That's well, all, how I, much that's money all do you I have need? so far, but um, I think but it's take this blank huge. check. Uh, <laughs> Guy English is also here. Hi, Guy. I'm here to pitch to you the ABV Cinematic Universe alcohol by volume yeah, it's just it's <laughs> all right sure <laughs> it's a prequel to the hangover is oh. what i'm saying oh i was yeah. gonna say written by there Craig Mason, by the... the way of chernobyl <laughs> and uh, last of us fame so it's got legs i was gonna say there's their argument that the abv universe and the biff cinematic universe are actually the same universe i, I think they <laughs> could be easily be they could be but i we keep threatening or i keep threatening that we're gonna do a superhero inspired stop threat stop threatening people <laughs> first of all <laughs> wow imagine you let me get my joke out a superhero <laughs> a superhero cocktail inspired show that's it mm, and i don't mm. i think that's a fair thing but uh life is a thing and we yeah. record this we in promise the middle a lot of the day of on a friday so yeah yeah i yeah. don't know what it would be but i can a, do it i a yeah. blue beetle is a great name for <laughs> a cocktail great. and yeah. it clearly have yeah. blue, blue curacao blue in curacao. it um, yeah sure yeah that's easy to imagine so, that's yeah. easy to there you go. i mean we could probably whip one of those up pretty quick I, there I is swear a bar God, there's, near me there's legs in this like this is a good idea for an episode and god knows we don't have any of those but <laughs> there is a bar near me like our our favorite local bar that does theme cocktails regularly and they'll do so their next one is they have a lord of the rings week that's coming up they've done they have a ton of star wars stuff in their bar already um but they do lots of and i think they had a i think there was a marvel one during the pandemic because i kind of remember there being a wolverine themed drink <laughs> uh, but i don't remember what they were I, I don't i'm trying to figure out if they like log them all somewhere what the heck was a wolverine was it just like drinking pineapple but the outside of the pineapple <laughs> like all the, all the spiky bits i'm gonna i'm gonna have to try and find it but yeah. i think it's like a it's like a, a molson with a shot dropped down i right? think so right it's, oh, you yeah, gotta play with yeah. the yellow and the brown right like that's kind yeah. of what you want oh yeah like yeah almost right. like a oh, tiny black go. like oh, a multi-level yeah. kind of black kind of thing yeah <laughs> somewhere yeah somewhere so i'll, I'll find it at some point anyway I think I think it's this is this is a fun idea uh, another good name for a drink is a diggle oh oh that's a great name yeah oh that's it's like yeah i feel like it's smoky I feel like a yeah, it could be smoking. sure. Why not? Yeah. It yeah. definitely is. What's it? What's an ollie? It's basically it's got, the cheapest booze. Chartreuse. It's got chartreuse. It's got chartreuse and oh, yeah, like right. the cheapest like gut wrenching booze you can get that'll make it <laughs> rot, feel like, rot gut. It'll make yeah. it feel like you're being skinned alive, like some kind of like uh, fireball, fireball and chartreuse. Ooh, oh, yeah. No one should you get, drink you get a, that. You get a Lian Yu. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh. That's like a, that's like an island theme. It feels like peaty a, to yeah. me. Drink, it feels right? peaty just due to the uh... oh, or it could okay. be you know more tropical, even though it's not a tropical Ooh, yeah. island as portrayed yeah. in the show. Anyway, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, like... uh, as you can tell, we we'll, have we'll, lots we'll of put that, we'll put that next week. to time traveling dead. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, I would really Same. like to thank uh, Seb Pollard for pulling together all of our time traveling dad uh, mentions. Per, uh, as up to now, I guess I don't know. Uh, and he he built. <laughs> and today's another one. Yeah, he, and he uh, collected transcripts of all of our previous transcripts, uh, or all of our previous shows. 
uh, and that is great. And I would love to find a way. To... Uh, yeah, our conceit. Our conceit is that we already send out transcripts. Right. I everybody's. know. <laughs> oh no. See the thing Whoops. about the thing about our readers is that they actually go do the work that we are just far too lazy to actually do. <laughs> Pretending that we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Seb made a bunch of transcripts. I don't know what we want to do with them, but uh, I think we will worth putting them somewhere which is fun but more importantly uh he collected all of the time traveling dad notes so thank you so much seb that was awesome and i laughed a lot and i I honestly really really appreciated it yeah all of us yeah it's it's very cool i'm glad that um glad that we have that like it does feel like i don't know i the transcripting podcast is getting a lot easier than it used to with the, the advent of some of these tools and it's it's I'm glad that we have the option to do that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if he'd done this manually, like, so he used what Whisper, I, I believe. Uh, if he'd yes. done this manually, yeah. I'd be like, dude, don't stop. You're, <laughs> you're, you are lost. <laughs> do not spend any more time thinking about our dumb podcast than you need to. But yeah, using Whisper is pretty great. So uh, yeah, I really appreciated that. Uh, do you want to do a show? I'm, da- I'm downloading the transcripts right now. Oh, probably good. To spend all your time reading them. I'm uh, yeah, we should do a show of some yeah. kind. Where do you want to start? Uh, what do you, what do you want? Uh, I guess what I've got. We're, here. So we're let, let, let explain what we're doing, right? Uh, we're doing a. We're, we have no. We're not. We're not covering anything currently, but we're. So we're gonna just do the news. We're gonna do a huge superhero sweep. Yes. Yeah. Giant sized. Giant sized superhero sweep, which is yeah. kind of more and more what we do these days. Uh, I guess I don't know. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, it's yeah, been a while so. since we've had a show, like a something to cover so yeah we've had a few suggestions but there's been nothing that we kind of want to sink our teeth into and i think yeah an unspoken premise of the show is that we want to be excited and or goofy about it i guess like i want to have fun having these conversations right and uh that's difficult when there's nothing really that fun going on uh what was the show John, that you suggested recently that we that we get into. It's, it, it was a young. It was extraordinary. Is what it was. I was trying. Oh, to, I was trying to set you yeah. up for that. Uh, uh, I didn't. I couldn't remember. I mean, <laughs> lob and I don't know that miss. I suggested that we cover that. Um, no. a, a reader st- I, suggested. A reader yes. did Steve, yes. Steve Barr has yes. definitely yeah. suggested it, and he's actually yeah. suggested a follow up podcast. Uh, I'll put it in the show links because I'm not going to read out a URL on the screen. But uh, on screen, <laughs> yeah. Now we're on screen. <laughs> Screw the transcripts. Well, yeah. you're probably listening to this on a device with a screen. Sure. Probably, I guess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I liked it. I liked Extraordinary. I thought it was great. Uh, there's a weird did, line. Did you watch all of it, or did no, you watch just? No, I haven't. I watched yeah. a couple, and I, I haven't yeah. really followed up on it. I liked it, uh, and I just didn't yeah. keep following it, and I. I don't know. Some, there's something about Legends that's just so dumb. Plus, it's like a bunch of characters that we know. Uh, plus Sarah, who, you know, my, my eyeballs turn into hearts for at times. But it's difficult to riff off of stuff that's already funny, right? Like, there's, yeah. there's a... We don't want to try to. We don't want to be in the business of trying to out funny a funny show. That yeah, is, yeah, and we're also it's a losing proposition. Sure. Also, I don't think of this as a comedy show, but I do like yeah. laughing with you. Like we're not intentionally right. being funny, but like we kind of want to have a lighthearted air to the show, just for the sake of my own <laughs> mental state. Uh, so maybe that's why it's a little difficulty uh, difficult to something 
cover something like Extraordinary, which is sort of adult in some ways and like there's like a bit more nuance to it. I think uh, uh, Stargirl kind of fell in between the crap, like if, you, if you're, you're marching up the, the bleachers at a, a high school ball game, my leg fell between the, the, the stands on that one a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to, like, keep it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, I get where you're going. It's kind of fun. It's kind of not fun at the same time. Like, I appreciated we, the workmanship yeah. <laughs> of it, but, or the craftsmanship, but... Uh... It's funny because we, we covered Arrow for years, despite... <laughs> Well, <laughs> not, not every episode being well, because real. it was I think dumb. It run. got dumb, right? That was yeah. kind of the fun. Well, of it. And I think it started strong. And I think mm-hmm. the what it also it 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 blazed a trail, right? Yes. It was the first of a genre, like kind of a subgenre unto itself, and that is a genre that then got hammered into the ground (laughs) over the next decade slash hundreds of episodes of tv and it just got you had ran into the ground right right there ran ran very ran Ran, right into the ground yes uh and i think that's why you know the other day we were talking on our text thread and uh john mentioned the gotham knights show i think it was made that it brought it up one of you guys sorry one of you mentioned the gotham knight show and i said thought to myself no, I'm so I'm so close to being clean. Uh, I just can't start another. Just, I love Misha Collins, you, who's in that show. Just when you think you've gotten out, yeah. You compared but it I just to can't. methadone, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Something tickled my I, mind about that yeah. when I noticed an episode had come out, and I realized it was because one of the actors that we enjoy is on that show uh, from Supernatural. And oh, right. Once I floated it by you guys, I felt like a dodged the bullet a little bit like oh thank you for that clairvoyance of me not really wanting to engage with this and again i haven't watched it so maybe it's good i don't know and i don't want to i read it i read a recap of the first episode because that's how far my curiosity extended and thought to myself nope yeah (laughs) yeah did not sound like my i yeah i don't know i don't not to be not to be too harsh on it but my guess is it will not last more than this first season (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and maybe it'll be awesome. Who knows? Maybe it'll turn the corner there. Uh, but they also launched uh, yeah, a Gotham yeah. Knights video game this year that also got sort of tanked, which is diff- totally different it's too. Which is funny, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's a weird, weird choice. But part of the whole DC doesn't really know what the hell it's doing. Strategy. Speaking of which, uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods has been reviewed. I don't know—is it out yet? I certainly did not like. I believe it came out today. Yeah, I think it's out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just enjoyed, I sent you the screenshot of the yeah. various reviews from my Google News headlines, mm-hmm. and I think it amused me mainly because it was like three, three like <laughs> reviews that were pretty positive. Uh, you know, a fun sequel loaded with big surprises. Um, this warm, warm hearted, <laughs> uh, delightful time that packs in a lot of heart. And then <laughs> Shazam, Fear of the Gods, one of the worst DC movies ever. And I was like, well, that really runs the gamut it does. there. Yeah. And now I don't know. And I, I liked the first one of these. I was surprised at yeah. the fact that I enjoyed it. And so I was inclined to give the second one a try. And I did not care Black for the trailer. Adam. I loved Black Adam. Thank you for reminding me. Famously. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You heartily recommended Black Adam to both of us, as I recall. 
when we yeah, oh yeah on this, that's, on this particular uh, podcast right? allow me to check the transcript sure <laughs> <laughs> go ahead <laughs> uh so yeah i don't know i don't think i'm gonna be rushing out to the theater to see it but i would probably watch it when it came to streaming i like so. zach levi i think i don't know yeah. i haven't paid much yeah. attention to him other than chuck I, I, maybe he's like some weird MAGA guy. Wait, I don't know. Uh, he's the he, slightly, okay. he had a thing. Oh, he had, he had a, a thing, thing recently. Yeah. I, think, yeah. I think there was something about him saying, you know, which is, a, I don't know how much of a big deal he made out of it because I didn't really go back and see what he said verbatim, but it was something about his, his he's not Jewish, but his last name is a sure. frequent, frequently uh, a name yeah. that Jewish people have. And so he said something about how he benefits from it because it makes him sound like he's Jewish and he thinks he gets more jobs that way. And it's also it's also a name that he picked. It's not his. Uh, yeah, he's also very, like a stage he's name. very Christian, too, is the other thing, which weirded me out when I found that out because of the years of him playing Chuck, in which he plays a very Jewish character. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I am I'm only half Jewish myself and not in any position to be throwing, you know, casting his versions. But I felt vaguely uncomfortable, I think, yeah. when I found that out. But yeah. Well, those two in concert do not align to something that I'm super thrilled about. I think any one right. of them independently would have been like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. think he's like, you know, he's not the worst, but he's, uh, no. he's not the best I, either. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, whatever, he's, he seems mild, I guess, is, and that's kind of his shtick, right? Uh, yeah. But Shazam, the first one, didn't do that much for me and i i think that if anything this one just feels sort of also largely inoffensive you know like maybe a little bit of jokes but like nothing i don't think there's anything here that sort of compels you to want to watch it despite lucy lou coming back and helen mirren yeah helen mirren it's weird yeah yeah i i enjoyed the first one uh but it also but at a sort of like watching it as if like it's a good teen movie or right. something you know i mean enjoy it. like it's not exactly like again like sort of like i think star girl uh, yeah like not really for me it doesn't seem like and i you know i thought it was well done but uh it didn't really catch me particularly yeah i mean enjoy it is a i think we use that pretty broadly we yeah. enjoyed angsty and I don't know what. There's another one. I'm sure. <laughs> like, you know me say I, I enjoyed all of the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. But you but did. Many of, them are, think... many of them are good and many of them are not that great. <laughs> right. What's our take? Are we going to go see Fury of the Gods? Like, do we care? I'm not. I'm probably not going to go to the I'm not going to go see it. I'm going to definitely like no. when it comes to streaming, I will probably watch it. But I'm not going to. I'm yes. not going to go out to the theater to see this. Yeah. Uh, I think. Gal Gadot shows up. I'm not sure. I did. I did hear that it was yeah. spoiled in a few places. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, apparently, was I mean, so, uh, honestly, if action, you listen to this show and you, I think yeah, they so. spoiled it. I mean, they. Action I think somebody figure, posted I think it was an action figure or a Funko Pop or something like that. <laughs> so, also, I think there was Funko literally Pop. a commercial in, in some place overseas where she appears. Yeah, yeah. Because it was on Twitter, yeah, right. I think, at some point. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so, whatever. And we yeah. got Helen Mirren, who is amazing, uh, just incredible, but also. Uh, as I understand it, likes money, and <laughs> <laughs> like another I mean, hero of my, like Michael Caine. If they invited me to be in 
uh, uh, you know, Black Adam or the next Aquaman, Aquaman movie, I would, I would say yes. Yes, of course, <laughs> yeah. of, course. Yeah, of course, yeah, sure, yeah, like Michael Caine. That, John that is Moltz, a guy. we want you to be <laughs> Aquaman. Michael Caine is a guy that's been in a lot of great movies. I think I obviously like him a lot. Uh, not a guy that ever really turned his nose up at a paycheck. And that, I, I Speaking of cameos, yeah. um, uh, uh, Guy, are you caught up on Harley Quinn? We should be doing Harley Quinn. We should sure. be doing Harley Quinn. We definitely should be I've doing Harley Quinn. Uh, you have not watched any of it? I haven't seen. I, oh, okay. I've right. seen okay. three seasons. I did not watch uh, the recent, well, recent February fourteenth, whatever that was. Yeah, the yeah, Valentine's, the Valentine's Day, Day one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no spoilers, but there's a delightful cameo in that. Okay, I'll check that out. I sincerely yeah. like that show. Maybe one week. I, when I, I really like it you. too. Hank and I have been watching it together, um, and it's it's really. You know, it's a violent comic you know, yeah. cartoon show, yeah. but uh, but it's also it's you know, sort of like Peacemaker. It has another layer to it. That yes, it's about, I, I um, sincerely appreciate it. Yeah, and empowerment uh, and relationships and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's I, good. and in fact, uh, our pal and uh, consummate Biff Jim Thompson kept yeah kept mm-hmm. calling me out on it or not calling me out yeah. like like recommending it and he's a mm-hmm. very sincere he's just a good person and i'm yeah he know. brought it up he, on the most recent he, he, episode yeah. of the rebound yeah he likes uh he he likes so much stuff too <laughs> i don't i don't know what that means I don't i'm not know. sure what that means either yeah. i meant he's just so positive about everything oh, yeah, I okay. find when he, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true yeah notoriously <laughs> he so. did not care for star girl <laughs> he at least the episode that we watched together. james is actually better at the show than we are because he uses all of the rating system <laughs> he does we never use the i like, never use the mm. the alex yeah i crafted it well we generally stop watching if something is an that, alex yeah that's, that's true that's the whole thing yeah uh, that but, that I, I will use that as a segue but, but <laughs> to talk okay. about something <laughs> okay yeah. two things but uh maybe then if you can't join us one week we can have uh james back on and actually talk about uh one of the shows that i don't think is really suitable for biff but would be fun to catch up on because it's got heart and I, I would like to yeah. cover it for sure mm-hmm. yeah go ahead dan segue Oh, I was just segueing into things that are bad that we keep watching. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've watched this season of The Flash <laughs> yeah. so far. There that's were a, that's some. That's on you. Yeah, there are. There were a few things in it that I found mildly entertaining. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so nine seasons in. It is nine, right? Nine. It's it's so overburdened with its own history and canon that it's just hard not to just start getting exhausted <laughs> when they do the show. Um, I will say the two things I enjoyed. One, there is a, um, a few episodes where Barry needs to recruit rogues to work with to fight other rogues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they brought back one of my favorite, um, a guy who I feel like is just better than this show deserves. There is a villain called Goldface um, who is... There were a few episodes uh, a while back with Katie Sackhoff in it as a a super over the top villain. And this was her like beau um, whose power is he control gold. And he's like a gangster. Um, But I find his character kind of delightful because they do one of those things where he's like, you know, supposedly this real tough guy, but he's got like all the, you know, he's super into like poetry and everything. And I just, I I think the actor pulls it off in a way that is charming. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that felt like a bright spot in those episodes. Um, and I appreciated also they did a, I thought the villain reveal, even though I got this one spoiled for me, um, was nice in that it helped sort of, um, uh, put a little bow on some other Arrowverse stuff, mm-hmm. which I thought was, was kind of fun. And it you was mean nice to a bow like Ollie's bow. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm okay. No. Uh, uh, but I, you know, there, so there were, but it also feels overlong and again, overburdened with just all the, some of it is just the necessities of the genre. Like, uh, there's just so much in there to just be like, okay, you got to do this and you got to do this. Yeah, and but that's like, not true, know. right? There's no necessities of the genre. Uh, right. But it, it, I, I guess maybe not the genre the so much. And built. Let like me, can't just, yes, let, right. that's what I'm, yeah. that's my point. Uh, I feel like there is something in like having to tick some boxes mm-hmm. because this is the high rated show that it is. Um, and I will say there was a, this week's episode is a sort of standalone, uh, amusing episode, which deals with a character who, uh, a, from like a very early season, who's like a, a meta with luck powers. And it's sort of played for comedy in terms of now all her luck has turned bad um and that was kind of had an amusing diversion from it but it was also weird because like it's the last season there's only what it's like half order i think of 13 and this episode basically barry and iris only appear in two scenes and it's like your leads are only in two scenes for an episode in the last season of your show i kind of like that from a production point of view which is like do you know what we're calling this you guys get the day off like just yeah, you don't need right. to like. We're winding it down. It's like, uh, guess what? Star Trek: Next Generation. <laughs> Their last season was bananas. <laughs> Not if it made sense. There was like, hey, let's throw, <laughs> let's throw an episode to Beverly Crusher where she is crushing on a candle. That is famously <laughs> weird. Like that's weird. And they did it. And then, like that entire yep. season yep. is just chock full of stuff. Uh, DS9 oh, I should mention, by the way. The same way. There's like, hey, oh, yeah. we've got yeah. Esri, a totally new character. Let's send her to a planet to find Miles O'Brien, who's wrapped up in some weird uh, underworld stuff from the previous. Like, it is, it is a wasn't, wasn't Was that a two episode? No, that was one. No, it was one episode, but it yeah, felt yeah. like two because it for moved some reason, real slow. <laughs> I, think that's why, I think that's why I thought it was two. We got introduced it's not, ter- also, it's not terrible. It's not that bad. We but. got, yeah, so the reason I'm bringing it up is I just watched it the other day because guess what? I've got a constant drip of Star Trek yeah. in my veins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, her brother turned out to be Ted, blah, 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 somebody on Mad Men. Because I'm watching the scene, I'm like, what is with this trill? <laughs> the artsy-fartsy brother that she has that, like, sabotages his own painting and ultimately. Yep. Yep. That guy was on Mad Men as okay. sort of like a prim and proper but sort of annoying foil to our anti-hero, Don Draper. Yeah. Um, Dan, you are caught up on Picard? I am one episode behind. Okay. I did... Never mind. One other, one <laughs> other thing I wanted to mention. Imposter. Yeah. <laughs> mm, uh, I want one other thing I did want to mention. The uh, first episode of this season of the Flash telepay, teleplay is credited to a uh, friend of the show, Sarah Tarkov. Uh, oh wow! Not, I did not know that. Because, asterisk, you know not what? not our not necessarily our friend, but <laughs> no, 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 not really, not really in any way our friend. <laughs> no, no, we are, we are friendly to her. I I admire her work. I I think she's funny. Uh, 
Yep. Or just good. Whatever whatever you want to take away from it. I I would if that byline is there, I'm I'm kinda gonna enjoy it. The thing is, I actually liked the first episode of The Flash, uh season nine point one. At a cause and effect kind of thing that I actually yes, kind of there's a time actually movie. kind yeah. of enjoyed. Like I watched the first bit and I quit immediately. And then when I came back and they repeated it, I was like, oh, wait a second, this is kind of fun. And I kind of liked it. And then when I went into the second episode, I, I there's no pull for me there anymore. There's very little gravity. Yeah. Like yep. I think they yeah. pulled off nine right. point one or uh, Tarkov did, Sarah Tarkov did that in a way that, like, wow, that actually surprised me. That was pretty solid work. But I do think you're laboring under the weight of, like, nine seasons worth of just bananas. And that's a lot of bananas to kind of dig your way out of. (laughs) When you're trying to tie up all your bananas. Right. First of all, don't. Right, you should not tie Don't tie up your bananas. Mm Uh, <laughs> or it's put a bag on him. At least put a bag on him. Just put a bag on those bananas. Anyways, I feel like I'm. I, I think roughly right now, uh, my situation is I have relatively few shows that I watch on my own, and so sometimes during right. a lunch hour when I just need to have something on in the background, I have been turning this on when it's airing, and I feel like, um, you know, I will. I will watch the rest of this season probably, and we may talk about one of these uh, episodes uh, coming up. I think in a few weeks. So I do want to cover the final season. Like I don't know how. I I probably want to get a hit list of you from you of like which episodes actually watch episodes to watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that is a A doable thing. Like a determination I can make. It's also like. They do these like mini arcs. So like the first, I think there's like a three or four episode arc, you know, off the top. So like, it's hard to be like, oh, just watch this one episode that's in the middle of this arc, you know, Uh, I, but I'll keep my eyes out for, for trying to isolate those. I don't want to speak for John here, but uh, I don't particularly care for the arciness of characters that have been bouncing around like ping pong balls for like nine years. It it becomes a little (laughs) less interesting, you know? Agreed. Yep. Yeah. You want a little yep. bit of weight to ping pong ball is kind of what I <laughs> yes, really yeah. it lets you really whip it at somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, tennis, maybe tennis balls, uh <laughs> tennis balls and arrows were yeah, that's exactly the way to go. Uh speaking of one of the people most responsible for setting this all up, and I wanna be clear, I don't think this is a failure in any way. I think everything uh, we've got uh, God knows how many seasons of TV out of this DCEU, whatever the heck it is, like the the the, the Arrowverse, I suppose. Yeah, it's really the Arrowverse. We have a lot of seasons of TV, a lot that we haven't even watched. Look, I have not watched a bunch of Black Lightning or uh, Batgirl, uh, Superman and Lewis, Lois and L- Louise. Either one. I have not watched that many of them. Uh, Mark Guggenheim uh, recently had like a little bit of a, a complaint uh, that he kind of got unceremoniously dismissed from DC. What's yeah. your reaction? I have a reaction, but I, I don't want to lead any witnesses here. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. It's hard to tell what is, I mean, 
There are a lot of different perspectives on these things, and what he experienced may not be what was intended, right. which is basically him saying that that you know James Gunn and and uh, Peter Safran, who have taken over as the co CEOs of DC Studios, basically didn't you know didn't even give him a meeting, uh, you know, uh, and not necessarily to say like he was looking for a job is his argument. He just would have liked like a you know, right. hey, you did great work, an you exit know, interview. We'll, we'll take it from here, right? Like, yeah. and. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that they didn't feel the necessity to do that. It would have been classy of them to do it, I think. But I don't think it's also, neither do I think it's classless of them not to do it when they've got a lot of stuff there and they're not planning on continuing the threads that are from the Arrowverse. So I kind of feel neutral about it. Like, I would, my respect for them would have gone up a notch if they had just done it because, again, like I said, it seems like a classy thing to do. But I also yeah. don't feel like they're total dicks for not doing yeah it. i don't i agree it, it's i mean i don't know, and i don't we don't know like all the details right. of the situation either so uh and, and it also seemed like the writing is kind of on the wall to begin with like, all the all the arrowverse shows are clearly winding down it's not like something else is gonna happen to change that and i don't know does does doesn't seem like is does hollywood do exit interviews <laughs> is there <laughs> is, i i don't know i don't know enough about the industry to be able to say that it is something that definitely should have happened so um i think they're in a tough boat too from a standpoint of their fate was tied so closely to the cw mm-hmm. and like and the death of basically the cw which basically as background got sold uh last year years ago um and they axed a bunch of stuff and clearly you know had a came in feeling they had a mandate to like emphasize certain types of programming among which the arrowverse was not included um hence i think the the demise of the remaining shows there um but i think that they you know sort of they got squeezed out from two ends there essentially right like and that is that's a bummer um but yeah there are sometimes that's the way it goes and like there's nobody there to give you that hearty handshake on the way out the door yeah yeah and they're you know i mean not to say that they couldn't have squeezed in a little bit of time but they're probably pretty busy right now yeah 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 kind of my take was that uh the cw stuff was a couple of steps removed from what they were doing Mm -hmm. uh this is bear in mind right around the time where uh What's his face? The new Warner Brothers boss slash Discovery guy was like acting Batgirl and like really big, big projects. And Guggenheim and and that lot, like Darren Ferris had already sort of been winding down. And while I agree, and uh, I'm going to read a quote here that I hope is an actual quote. I've got this thing up, but uh, anyway. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, uh, blah, 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 brought together crossovers from 1966 Batman show, 98 Batman feature, Flash series, uh, Smallville, Lucifer, Doom Patrol, Titans, one thing, everything. Just every weird little uh, DC property that we'd seen on screen recently. And uh, yeah, it did do that. But was it good? I mean, like, why? Why is that the 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 place where you hang, want to hang your hat? You know, uh, I I don't think that like, hey, we just stuck all of this stuff together is necessarily uh, 
a, a an argument for why you should just keep sticking stuff together. Uh, I, and was that was that his argument, or was it just like he felt like they he they accomplished something ambitious and were not didn't get any that that's the exactly sorry that's a that's a good way of framing it is that like yeah I think they think they accomplished something ambitious in a way that they did they did at the same time uh it didn't it kind of didn't stick right like it's not like it yeah. lit yep. up the internet and it's not that it was wrong you did great you did great with what you could have done but uh i do think that the new management has been put in charge of doing the movies first and then well, i was gonna say hbo max but whatever they end up renaming <laughs> that's a whole different topic like there is a bunch of stuff going on here and i'm not entirely sure uh i think that he should have i i really do think that they should have talked to all of them and and figured out what they had in mind for what they were going to do and exited them in a, in a better way, for sure. At the same time, uh, everything's kind of screwed up and burning down, and everybody's in a complete panic mode. So I kind of sort of... I mean, you've got one movie, The Flash, that's coming out soon, and all you're doing is crossing your fingers that like the star doesn't murder somebody before it actually hits theaters, which... I mean, to be fair, that's like every movie. I'm always worried the stars are going to murder people. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to make a Harrison oh, Ford joke in front Harrison, of Indy, but oh, like, I was about to make a Harrison Ford joke too about like, oh man, let's just hope Harrison Ford doesn't point somebody to death. Man, this is the this second. This is I've been on two podcasts this week, and both times we made jokes about like killing Harrison Ford. No, 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 Harrison oh, Ford is oh, fine. I think he's gonna kill someone else. Yeah, he's just gonna uh, crash his plane into somebody. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we're long on, story short, here. complicated situation, <laughs> corporate politics. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure that uh, while I think it would feel good to transition the Arrowverse slash Guggenheim, all of that team over in some way, not them personally, but like the knowledge and their input over to the new stuff. Uh, I think there's probably a lot of stuff happening right now. And I, I don't particularly have any bad feelings about it. And uh, no, nothing was owed, but it, you know, again, nice. it would have been nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. What else do I talk about this next story? Ten steps into the DCU, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, why don't, God, why, you know what? why don't you describe I, this I one? This I, I feel like you've always had a better take on Prometheus than I have. <laughs> Was that directed at me or John? <laughs> he said yeah, to me. John, John loves some Prometheus. So, you know yeah, um... <laughs> I don't have the document open. I'm scrolling back to try and find it. Um, but our good friend uh, and uh, uh, Arrow Aero Lump, who played Prometheus, the man who was always 10 steps ahead of Ollie, and uh, also delightfully showed up in She-Hulk. Um, mm-hmm. What's the name of the actor again? Josh Cigar. Josh Cigar, yeah. Has, uh, has suggested that he, he would be great to be included as Prometheus again in the DCU. Which, you know, I they, this is a, like, this is a typical, like, comic book cover you know or tv show covering thing that you see is yeah. like so and so would love to return as this of course they would it's a yeah, paycheck they want yeah. a job. i mean yeah. they want a job. i mean yeah. you know, maybe they love the character that's that's also possible too but um yeah. more more than that they just want to be able to get to continue to work in 
the business that they are employed in. And it makes sense. I mean, although even though there's already, as Dan pointed out, there's already another uh, um, Prometheus in. Adrian, well, there's no, an Adrian Chase. Yeah, Adrian Chase in uh, yes. the DCU in Peacemaker. So. I would love to see him make a cameo with the two Adrian Chases, just like have like a like give like a weird look to sure. each other or something yeah, yeah, like just yeah. in one like off a, scene. Like a I'd be here kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Weird. wasn't our our meaning uh, Joe Segura is from Arrow? Uh, wasn't his Prometheus voiced by Michael Dorn, or was it Tony Todd? It might have been Tony Todd. I think it was. No, Tony Todd did. Um, Zoom. Tony Todd did a Zoom. Zoom. Yeah, 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 so this is yeah. Michael Dorn. I think it is Michael Dorn. Yeah. yeah. Did Michael Dorn did for me? He did the yeah. voice? Yeah. Boy, somebody I forgot else about did, that. Right? How I mean, great somebody, are they are Star Trek brothers, by the way? The fact that they play brothers in Star Trek is just perfect. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is true. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I do I I, I think that, that actor is is fun. I think he uh sure why not <laughs> but it's not gonna happen no, so no i don't think move it's gonna on happen from i mean i i don't they have absolutely no interest in bringing any of those characters into the dcu so no. it's it, there's yeah that's that's why he, <laughs> he didn't get an exit interview I mean, it's right. like, yeah right <laughs> same yeah they're, they're they're kind of washing their hands of that whole situation so switching over to the mcu we got a little bit of casting news uh well, did is we? It, is it news? Well, some one one of them is casting news, and then the other yeah. one is is rumor, right? Yeah, I mean, they, they, we've seen this before, but there is a rumor floating around that um, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is um, cast as Mephisto in, I guess, the Agatha show. Right? That at least is a plausible. It's a good place for uh, him to show. Yes, up, yeah. sure. This is boring for the way. Like, if anybody and, doesn't understand who, Sasha and he Baron could Cohen. be, yeah, right, and he could be great in that role. I mean, that would, I, I think he would be probably pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't have any complaints about that casting at all. But I don't, I don't see anything completely, particularly concrete about this. If I have any complaint about certainly the cast, not before, and I'd, right. If I have any complaint about the casting, it's that uh, his style of humor and insight is so. Uh, I can maybe I don't want to use the word topical, but it, it uh he's often commenting on stuff and I I'm super curious to see how they well either co opt or a, use that. Yeah, he's talent. been in a bunch of other different stuff, Has right? He, Just like yeah. not not as persona oh yeah. I mean he was in um uh the Chicago Seven movie that Aaron Sorkin did. Oh, yeah. uh, he just did a mini series called The Spy, which was about a I want to say an Israeli spy in like the sixties. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, okay. He did uh, what was the other? Thing? Oh, he um, there was the movie Hugo many years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in that. He plays like the uh, police inspector. Okay, or whatever. I, re- I like, retracted entirely. He's very versatile. I re- actually, I retracted yeah. entirely. I kind of thought of it as like, hey, let's cast John Stewart as somebody. <laughs> Which, that would be weird yeah i, I mean totally and he has been a working actor john stewart and like yeah. i'd get it but it would be a shtick things, you know like it would be a yeah a knowing mm-hmm. thing but yeah okay that's awesome. one of the one of the interesting things about this report and let's just keep saying right. it's a report uh uh is that it was described as a marvel studios special presentation about mephisto which is basically the same like uh uh, the werewolf by night, by night and werewolf guardians of the night, galaxy yeah. holiday special sort of things um yeah i don't know so 
Shrug? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think... I, I I also just can't tell if like how many times we're gonna fall for the same news right, that Mephisto's right. behind yeah. something. Yeah, I mean I like how it's it's put as he's further corroborated previous reports that he would be playing Mephisto, and it's like okay, you know people say say a rumor twice, it doesn't necessarily mean yes, that it's co- correct corroborated. <laughs> well, I think if you mention Mephisto three times, <laughs> he shows up. Yeah, that's right yeah. in front of your mirror. Though, right. yeah, yeah. Does it yeah. work if so, you have zoom camera on? I mean, is that sure. as a mirror? Sure, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be mirrored view, though. I mean, mm. I could, that guy's got some really intricate contracts, so who knows? Because I could mm. use a Bloody Mary. Mm. Mm. I'd give you a Caesar. That's, well, you have to... <laughs> is that, a, uh, is that a, a superhero cocktail? We'll have to think about it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Ooh, Typhoid Mary is a superhero villain? Yeah. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, she appeared in uh, Iron Fist. Uh, yeah. Also, oh, that's right. Daredevil Season two. Yeah. That's right. She was pretty good, yeah. actually. She was, yeah. That's that was Alice good. Eve from yeah. uh, yep. Star Trek Into Darkness. Yep. And yeah. A bunch of other Who, stuff. Bunch other yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I really enjoyed into Star Trek Into Darkness, and they kind of messed that one up for her. But yeah, they yeah. did. Uh, the other bit of news, um, which I should tie in by saying I saw this morning a bunch of, uh, there are a bunch of shots out there of, um, they've started filming, uh, Daredevil Born Again, uh, but there's a bunch of shots of, uh, fans posing with Charlie Cox, (laughs) just like, uh, like they ran into him on the streets of New York, basically in the filming and like he's taking selfies with people. (laughs) So good for Charlie Cox. Seems like he's having a good time. Uh, the code name for this, because you can see the like, um, I don't know what they call them, production sheets or whatever up, is Out of Kitchen, uh, yeah. which I thought was also <laughs> cute. Um, but uh, yeah, and then we have some reported recasting news. Our first uh, Netflix Daredevil character to get recast, who is um, uh, Vanessa uh, Fisk, mm-hmm. who is uh, the Kingpin's wife. Did she actually get married in there? Yeah, but, well, sure. it, yeah, I think they did. Yeah, yeah they well, that's when they did get married. That's when <laughs> he then beats the crap out of the kingpin. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it also doesn't matter. He's very invested <laughs> in Vanessa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she was played by Islet Zur. Zur. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. Um, in Daredevil in the Netflix version, and then she's purportedly being replaced by Sandrine Holt, who was announced, I don't remember if announced, but who had been previously said to be in the show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, don't really know. Yeah, and much. you know, it could be just an availability thing as opposed to because, yep, she was great, uh, but you know, maybe she's just not. Or- uninterested who knows i mean yeah, you never right. you never know with these things right so yeah don't I, mean, uh, I wouldn't necessarily take it to say like right this yeah they didn't like this person or why whatever right. but uh, yeah. or that they're making a deliberate choice and into you know like oh well we were going in a different direction i mean you know uh, i because i don't i don't know it doesn't seem like that's a Right. With that, that character, char- that, that character is not seem like it's, central it's enough. Be a, to exactly, be, yeah. exactly. Uh, and she could be. She could be. I mean, she does. She does in the comic books for a while, but um, in the show, you kind of need her to be the way she is, right? Like in order to uh, to make you understand why Fisk is yeah. being so right. sure. You know, I think in order like, to have like her be her, a bigger, her, bigger her distance, part, her her withholding a little bit, like her. 
her acceptance. It's like being withholding and truly loving at the same time. It, it's it's a great performance. I think she she did great. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, but yeah. in order for her to be a bigger part, Fisk kind of has to be out of the picture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and I, I have no opinion on <laughs> Sandrine Holt. She's awesome. Uh, Monica Bellucci would have been my pick for uh, mm. just I'm because solid. Monica Bellucci would always be my pick. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, still no indication that any other characters have been recast or right. that any of the previous Did we mention characters will appear. So far, I think we story? talked about. I think that broke while we were doing the show last time. John Prothol is going to show up. As oh no, we talked about it on. We talked about it on the on the bonus, on the bonus episode of the rebound. The rebound. The guy yeah, was on. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he is coming back as the Punisher. Uh, yeah, yeah, the guy that played the Punisher on the Netflix shows, and right. uh, I forget first season of Walking Dead. He played. Also played the Punisher. I guess, yeah. Also played the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, I didn't see it, but <laughs> yeah, that season was good. I like. I mean, it's it's. Guess what? You keep running genre shows so long, they kind of stop making sense, you know. Uh, but yeah, that he was great in that episode in that season. I liked him a lot, and I, I think, like we said on uh, Rebound, I don't like the Punisher. I've got no affinity for that character. In fact. Uh, I sort of disliked him, uh, but his portrayal made me a bit of a believer, and I, I am eager yeah. to see him come yeah. back. Yeah, I like it much more in the show than I do in the comic. Oh, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He's just better. I thought this. Sh- yeah. The he was very he did a very nuanced take. I think the first season of the Punisher show is a great, basically like. 1970s thriller yeah. almost like it has that mm-hmm. air to like paranoia thriller like it really has that air to it and it works very well and manages to sidestep a lot of the problems with that character yeah. um and well, then they make the second- him different right i mean he's only the yes. only people he's killing are people who were related to the death of his family right. as opposed exactly. to in the comic books he's gonna kill every single no matter what i think yeah. the biggest problem that the punisher has these days is that it is a character that is being co-opted by a militarized police yep, yep. force mm-hmm. uh, and slash people who want to see that jerks. sort of per- yeah <laughs> jerks people who want to see that okay, who admire that kind of thing yeah, who who applaud that and yeah. uh, I think there's a reason that none of these people are putting you know Batman symbols on their AK forty sevens as they go out to quote unquote protect it like there's. There's a violence and a, uh, a there's an aspect to that character that basically tells you that violent means lead to the best sort of outcomes, like a justice yeah. outcome, and that is not the case, and it's never been the case. And Barenthal and that show managed to somehow skate that up until a few scenes that I uh, I think sort of undermined. Fair amount to that show, but there's a reason that uh, the Punisher logo gets used a lot by these yeah. extrajudicial. And I feel. Extra, Did you say extra extra judicial? Du- <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. But I kind of wish I had. I I stopped at extra du- judicial ugh, because they are sort of often part of the justice system, but uh, not in a way that they they should be. 
kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, That's a very, very problematic character. And I am curious to see how Marvel tackles this. Because God knows Marvel does not tackle two people loving each other very well at all <laughs> like at all like it's horrible like they, they, yeah. they they're oh, bad what at is, romance what is the punisher doing if not loving people with guns <laughs> just really hard just loving them hard. Well, it's tough love maybe that's going to be more in their wheelhouse which is going to be kind of weird and telling yeah right like i think it you know it goes to the point of the stuff we were discussing it's the last episode or a couple episodes ago about uh you know broadening the genre and but having a core mm-hmm. And the Punisher very yeah. much does not fit within the core no. of what Marvel has tried to do with the MCU. Yeah. That is, and that is a fundamental problem because it's okay if you want to, you know, veer over and make a pseudo horror thing with Werewolf by Night or do psychological drama with Moon Knight or whatever, because you can still have a core of, you know, uh, heart and and humor. But the Punisher is not a character with either of yeah. those traits, no. and no. I don't. But he's also a huge property. Like, I mean, how many times have they adapted the Punisher on the screen? Right. Uh, yeah, four or five times. Yeah, like, it's one of the it's, know, it's the money in the bank yeah. right Including, there. Including uh, a and, great one yeah. with uh, Lexi Alexander, who a, a directed Arrow, but is a uh, I believe her position now is that like <laughs> no, there should not be another white Punisher. Like that's a bad idea mm, to get another mm. white guy running around with the gun is probably a bad idea. I am super curious to see how they do this. If they veer, okay, here's the MCU and here's something for the right wing. I don't even want to say alt-right because there's nothing alt about it anymore. Like, it was something for the right wing people. Uh, I don't think you're... I don't think you're doing I don't it justice. It. I don't see I it happening. Not yeah. because no, if I don't you, think so. it would be an uh, an implied acceptance that what you're doing is somehow left wing, and it is the most center up the it, like. It's all about making money. Everything's kind of bland and boring. There's no it. It all fits. Sorry, bland and boring. Uh, it fits within a, an acceptable range, right? Like it is the Olive Garden of entertainment in a lot of ways. Yeah. And oh, bottomless breadsticks. We're back around. Okay, let's room. not use Olive Garden. Let's use I don't know <laughs> oh, uh, Cheesecake it's Factory. Okay. You know, like something that's oh, like the portions are huge. Ubiquitous has a broad menu. <laughs> yeah. There's maybe something for everybody. Is it always great? Who knows? <laughs> These movies do not need to be two and a half and three hours long. <laughs> right, uh, but uh, what I'm saying is that if they position this character as some kind of weird right-wing response to what they've already done, I am going to feel kind of uncomfortable with that, because I don't think what they've already done merits a, oh, hey, let's, you know, show the quote-unquote other side. Where the other side is basically going to run around and shoot people. So Yeah. I I will ask... uh... At the same time, well, this is sort of as a launching pad off that, with uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio returning, John Bernthal reportedly returning, there has been a rumor floating out there for some time of that Charlie Cox would appear in Echo looking for Jessica Jones, which was rumored to be Kristen Ritter reappearing. Um, And it feels like if these are true, like, uh, you know, how long before we bring most of these people back into the fold in some way, one or another? like. I have to think the only reason that Mike Coulter hasn't, you know, been rumored to reappear is I think he's got a 
he's got like a CBS series that's been yeah. ongoing for some time. Uh, so I imagine maybe he's just <laughs> he's busy and unavailable. Right, but right. I also kind of feel like I would not be surprised if Sony put a put a bug in his ear, like, "Hey, we're not going to recast Luke Cage." Like, he was awesome. when you're ready. He was perfect. He was yeah, really, he was yeah, great. Yeah, he was yeah, fan- he really was good. fantastic. That first half of a- that season of Luke Cage was yeah. like that was killer TV. It was great. Yeah, I mean, Marshall they had Ali, Ali right? Like, there's a reason yeah. they're bringing him back to play a different characters because he's so good. Uh, and uh, I can't imagine that they haven't like been like. Hey, we're not doing anything right now, but like we're not going to do any. We're not going to develop a Luke Cage property until you're until you're yeah. able, able to come back if you're yeah, interested. Yeah, he's great. He was wonderful. Maybe David Ramsey, but uh, I think they nailed it. <laughs> I think they nailed it the first time. Well, I've got a soft spot for David Ramsey. I really do. I think he. Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Like one of the standouts. I don't of see him show. as Luke they Cage for whatever to... reason. I don't, I don't know because yeah. like I don't. He's so diggle in my head now that right. I have trouble seeing him as yeah. Luke Cage. But he he is great. Yeah. But I don't want to do that to genre actors, right? It's like my, I can't like see Michael Dorn is hilarious, with, and he could do a bunch. I can't of stuff. see him in the yellow shirt with the tiara and the, and the <laughs> armband. <yeah. laughs> that would be something to note. Yeah, very good. <laughs> I want to go back. I'm going to go back and watch that episode at least. <laughs> That's good. That was good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think you know Disney's trying to salvage everything they can. I think from the the Netflix shows, knowing that there was good stuff in there. Right. Um, even if they don't want to say those things are totally yeah. canon, right. they want to pick out the good stuff, and because it brings people back, right? Like right. It brings people into the fold. It, it convinces people like to spend more money and watch more shit, right? Like that's yeah. basically what it comes down to. Uh, I think that's it. We have anything else? No, before I think we wrap that's up? it. On account of me being late for the meeting, <laughs> late for your next thing, late five <laughs> minutes late from my next meeting. Yeah, uh, we do have Ant Man and the Wasp. Quantumania to talk about. Uh, John and I have seen it. We kind of don't want to spoil it for Dan. I'm also not entirely sure it can be spoiled because I all I can say is that's a lot of movie. There's like things moved a lot. Uh, and then uh, that's about it. Except you know, delving into the warp core. Uh, yeah, sure. Man. Which you know, <laughs> next time. We're, and we'll talk about maybe doing book club. We should do a book club, yeah. yeah. We should do a yeah. book club. Our, yeah. our yeah. process is basically panic on a Wednesday to Friday morning. <laughs> Wednesday evening to Friday morning is, you know. And it doesn't matter when yeah, we, we can schedule these shows only... every week or every two weeks or every month. It doesn't matter. Like, we, we yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be the... It, it's very generous of you to think that I only spend half the week panicking. <laughs> No, I want you to focus your panic. You've got a finite oh, okay. amount of right. panic, I hope, and it it should be. Oh my God, I'm a new father, and that's exactly where you should be going. So that's all where the, where all the panic is. Uh, well, uh, of course, we're going to remind you that if you'd like to send us a letter, uh, talks for topics to talk about on the show. Uh, or questions that we can answer, uh, you can reach us at biff at theincomparable.com. We're also on Mastodon on Zeppelin Duff Lights at Biffcast. Uh, and you can hit us up there too. Uh, but uh, we'll be back uh, at, in our couple weeks for our next episode. And until then, I would like to, of course, thank my co hosts, John Maltz. Thanks for being here. I wonder if we could get Ted Lasso into the uh, Biff Cinematic Universe. We already have, man. We've done an episode on it. <laughs> no, I mean him actually being in the... Anyway. 
Okay, let's talk about it. Because what is the Biff Lasso <laughs> cocktail? The Biff Lasso. The oh, Biff the Biff Lasso. Lasso cocktail. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, it's probably something cloyingly sweet. Yeah, but somehow really redeeming. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah, like so incredibly sweet, makes you just want to drink a bunch of it, but doesn't give you a hangover <laughs> somehow. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think that's just like Coke, basically. That's a tall order. It's yeah. cocaine. Yeah, that's it. No, it's Coca Cola. No, okay, Jesus. Okay. Guy English. Always a pleasure. Uh, cool. I don't know. Because <laughs> all, all I got on my mind now is like things I can't talk to you about. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're uh, but I'm, I'm not sorry to everybody out there reading the transcripts and sending in the transcripts. Also appreciated. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, as always. And we will see you next time. Last time, which is what happened on Time Traveling Dad, that, that episode. Are we committed to doing Time Traveling Dad now? Somebody is somebody called our bluff. Oh, really? No. <laughs> well, I mean, sending our transcripts yeah, is really. like calling the bluff. Like, oh, oh there's, you don't have enough Time Traveling Dad stuff? Here, <laughs> Here you, go. you go. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Good question. Well played. I think what are you waiting for is really the entire question that Time Traveling Dad asked. <laughs>